Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Loudmouth Radio Network. Tonight's show has been broadcasted from Blog Talk Radio slash Loudmouth Radio. This show is available for on demand and live listen tonight on loudmouthradio.com. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to a beautiful night in the Atlanta area. This show, The Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins, is on air this evening. I would like to thank all of our listeners, all our dedicated followers who have been listening to us each and every week. Um, this has been an exciting time for us as a network as we are just continuously looking to continue to grow, increase our audience, um, it, increase our audience. number one, make sure that we're touching on topics and things that are important to you, that give you the drive to keep listening to us each and every time we broadcast. And we want to make sure that you are aware that even if you do miss this show when we broadcast live, we will be available for on-demand as soon as we come off air. Because of that, this allows our archive numbers of activity of listeners to be able to be substantial. Of course, you can go to loudmouthradio.com. For all my smartphone, iPhone users, we are now on Stitcher Radio, which is spelled S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. want to make sure you actually uh, download that app and have the convenience of being able to listen to our broadcast on your tablet, on your smartphone, on your iPhone, um, any Android phone. Um, and you actually just once you go into Stitcher, put in Loudmouth Radio Network, and we'll come up significantly within your search inquiry. Make sure that you put two Ds in that search for Loudmouth Radio, and we'll come up. Tonight's show is also being featured and sponsored by Bright Car Spa located at 360 Edgewood Avenue in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Their phone number for reach is 404-913-4980. They are a proud sponsor located in the Edgewood area in the Atlanta, Atlanta, greater Atlanta area, conveniently located off of 75 and 20. And we want to make sure that you are aware that um, as our listeners, which you are so faithfully doing each and every opportunity you can to listen to our broadcast, want to share with you a fantastic opportunity to have your vehicle detailed and washed by Bright Car Spa. They're offering a magnificent detail that consists of a wash and dry, vacuum of your carpets, mats, and seats, clean leather or vinyl, dust and wipe your dashboard, your console, and your door panels. Make sure your windows are clean inside and out. Clean your door jams, shampoo your mats, do an exterior trim for your tires and rubber, also to apply dress and conditioning to your vehicle with a actual hand wax, which is something that is awesome. This actual package for our Loudmouth Radio listeners is only $60. This is actually a $100 value. So we want to make sure you understand how significant it is to us that as a listener and a follower and a supporter that you get great opportunities like these. So once again, make sure you contact Bright Car Spa and get your vehicle car cleaned and detailed there at 360 Edgewood Avenue in Atlanta, Georgia. And that number, once again, is 404-913-4980, and they're open seven days a week. So there's no excuse, and they're open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. And even if we got these days where we're looking a little cloudy, they have a great base so they can pull your vehicle in. And as for VIP appointment services, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to take care of you. Now, um, we want to make sure you're aware that each and every time that we broadcast and we share this information that you are able to make sure you get the opportunity. So when you go there, make sure you tell them that Loudmouth Radio 
gave you this option and this opportunity to come in for a detail. And for all those who may not have a $60 for the first time, that's okay. They do offer some smaller packages starting at $15 and up. So it's very affordable. Hey, you want to make a good impression. You want to feel good driving in your own vehicle, so make sure you stop by to see them. Also, Fletcher and Sons 2 Auto Repair, located in Jonesboro, Georgia, at 7363 Terra Boulevard, is extending this offer to our Loudmouth listeners. Now, if you didn't take advantage of it some weeks ago, I will tell you that that actual packaging promotion is at $99 now, which is the air conditioning service. Now, you already know as it's starting to get hot, we've had some rainy days, which means the humidity is going to be sky high when that actual flood of water stops. So what you might want to do is take your vehicle over, have them do a leak diagnostic. They'll actually charge your system up, make sure that it's running well, and that you'll have the ability and the capability of, you know, riding around in the Atlanta area with some cool cool air in your car, man. It's too hot, you, especially if you're going to work, you got an appointment, you're going on a date. Nobody wants to see you pulling up in the office, sweaty armpits, got a ring around the collars and the ring around the armpits. That is not cute. So we want to make sure you understand and know that we value you as a listener and want to make sure you guys are getting the best service possible out there. For all of those who are not in the Atlanta area, if you're coming into the Atlanta area, connect with us anyway on Facebook. You can find us at Loudmouth Online, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, online. And we think that is awesome that you're actually listening and tuning in. Now, um, I just want to say as a producer, I'm excited about the growth of things. We have been exceedingly um, surpassing just all kinds of things that, you know, you only can imagine and hope for and things that you may have not even thought of are opportunities that are, you know, starting to come to us. And with us becoming a part of Stitcher Radio, um, and for those of you who may have not heard of Stitcher, Stitcher is like equivalent to how Pandora Radio is significant for our music listeners, our music lovers. You, you go to Pandora, you're able to just pick a channel and listen to whatever music genre that you like. Stitcher Radio very similar in that format where you're able to actually come on, um, type in you know a particular a radio uh, a radio network such as Loudmouth Radio, or many other um, prime time uh, heavy hitting major internet radios like Wall Street Journal, ESPN, Fox News. So you can put in a genre. It's based on, you know, whatever type of uh, listening atmosphere you like to have or go to a particular channel. So we hope that you choose us um, because we're going to have a great season. We are going into our new quarter. And uh, if you were listening in last week, I know a lot of you guys have been listening to our archive shows because last week um, we started running some of our archive shows. And as a producer, I said, you know what, I want the team to kind of um, start vamping for the next quarter. So I kind of gave my listeners opportunity to have these live broadcast, um, to have a slight little break for them to, you know, get things together. We're working on programming, working on some new shows, and just doing things even more effectively for our listening audience. So I want to just say from a producer as well as a host perspective, I thank you guys for listening and tuning in each and every week with us. Um, now, the, tonight's show, I'm actually, I went I went in the drawer, and I think it's important sometimes that we hear where we start and know where we where we at, and so you don't forget where you're coming from. And um, Roger has been doing a great job as a host for the Universal Mind, bring you uh, bring you topics that are really driven to a personal development, higher consciousness, and we hope that you're finding, um, you know, a center in some of the messages and the things that's being said on on air. And we've had some great great guests um, over these last 17, 18 weeks of broadcasting. Um, well, it's been a little bit more than that in, in length. But, you know, I, I went back and I said, you know, I wanted to um, 
to start from from a, a, a very sound point where Roderick had his first episode, which was called The Benefits of Meditation and Prayer, and we were honored to have um, uh, Mr. Grant and uh, Lonnell Williams and um, a few others um, that was actually featured on that broadcast. So what I'm going to do tonight is actually bring that broadcast to you tonight. I know that Roderick was really happy because he ran a little bit over that night, but you'll have opportunity to hear an awesome show, and I hope that you tune in and share it with friends. And uh, just continue to listen in. Good evening, and welcome to The Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. And this this live broadcast is being fed through loudmouthradio.com platform on the Blog Talk Radio. We want to welcome you to an evening of great conversation. Tonight's topic, Benefits of Meditation and Prayer. The sponsor for this evening's show is Scarlet Place, conveniently located in Jonesboro, Georgia. And now we want to introduce your night's host, Mr. Roderick Watkins. Uh, Good evening, everybody. Hi, this is Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. Today our show is about the benefits of meditation and prayer. And we have special guests with us, Lionel Williams, Wadey Grant, and later on in the evening, we'll have Tim Daniels and Lisa Campbell. Let me give you a couple of notes real quick uh, regarding meditation. Um, The reason why we're doing this topic this week is me and a couple of friends, particularly, uh, specifically Wadey and Lionel, just finished a meditation challenge, a 21-day meditation challenge. So I thought this would be a good chance for us just to discuss uh, how we benefited from um, the challenge and how um, talk about the effects that it has had in our lives. So let's see if I think we have our two guests on hold right now and see if they're available. Okay, we're still waiting for them to call in at the moment. Uh, Let me give you a little history regarding um, meditation or actually explain what meditation is. Meditation, uh, as per the NCCAM, which is interestingly enough, if you guys did not know, and I just found this out, that the federal government actually has a department that studies uh well what they call alternative medicine and i just uh, when i was doing my research i had come across this today so i thought that was very interesting and uh, that they're now you know listening to what people have been saying for years about the benefits of different alternative medicine and particularly meditation but the nccam and i'm trying to get what that stands for for you real quick. I have it here. Uh, Well, they say that uh, meditation is the mind-body practice. um, And let's see. Okay, the term meditation, it refers to a group of techniques such as mantras, uh, meditation, relaxed response, and mindfulness meditation. Most meditative techniques uh, started in the Eastern religions or spiritual traditions. These techniques have been used for many different cultures throughout the world for thousands of years. Today, many people use meditation outside outside of traditional religious or cultural settings for health and well-being. So, yeah, the uh, 
So, yeah, this is an actual branch of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and they're the National Center of Complementary and Alternative Medicines. So I thought that was interesting. We'll have to check and see if our if our tax if our tax dollars are are funding this. I'm surprised that the well we won't get into politics on this particular show. We'll keep it positive, right? Right now, but as I was saying, we were doing this meditation practice. We were doing this meditation practice, um, and it was a 21 day challenge. And I was first introduced to meditation myself, I want to say, almost about 15 years or more ago. Uh, Well, actually, even longer than that. I actually had a friend who was in martial arts, and he had uh, introduced me to uh, meditation. Uh, And then when I started uh, doing martial arts myself, uh, Aikido, I got into uh, meditation there, and it was a form of... I guess Zen meditation, which was a technique that we practiced, and so from there I have been meditating on and off. But recently, uh, Lionel Williams, who will be on our show shortly, uh, he had told me about the 21-day challenge uh, that was going on, and so I started to get into meditation again, and this. and I think I'm going to stick with it this time. I just remember, you know, it's sort of like working that muscle that you haven't worked in a while or being in the gym and you haven't worked out in a while. And then you get back to it and you wondered how did you ever get out of it in the first place. And so all those ben- all the benefits and stuff there from meditation just started to, uh, it was like muscle memory, so to speak. Yeah, I was just remembering all the benefits and and the good feelings and and seeing the positive changes that were happening in my life. And so from there, I just wanted to, uh, um, I remember the first week of doing the challenge, I was just so, started feeling uh, so much more enthusiastic and so much more just passionate in general about my day. So if anybody has... If anybody has, uh, you know, I, I tell anybody if they have done meditation or have any stories about meditation, please feel free to call in. And let me give you the uh, call-in number. You're listening to the Universal Mind broadcast, Benefit of Meditation and Prayer. And this show is being brought to you by Breitkart Spa of Atlanta, Georgia. Please continue to listen. Okay, three four seven. Eight two six seven five two zero, and if you have any questions regarding uh, meditation, or you know you want to share some of your experiences regarding meditation and prayer, as we're we're going to discuss prayer as well uh, later on in uh, later on in the day. Uh, let's see, one second. So, again, this is Universal Mind on. Loudmouth Radio Network, and tonight our topic is, and tonight our topic is meditation and prayer. And so I think we have our callers are calling in now. Hold on one second. Caller, you're. This is Lionel Williams. Feel free to connect with us on loudmouthradio.com. 
and this broadcast will be available for immediate download. Wait, wait, I'm going to have to tell you that story on why I keep doing that, and I apologize. You know, I've known you too long to keep doing that, but uh, it has to do with uh, a relative of mine, and so I keep uh, I keep uh, substituting or, or switching those around. How are you guys tonight? We're well. How about yourself? I'm, pre- I'm feeling pretty good. How's the weather in Chicago? Uh, um, it's not that bad, right? <laughs> not as nice as the weather in Miami that I just left, but it's it's decent for Chicago. I know it's not bad as in Atlanta. <laughs> well, Atlanta has actually been good for the last couple of days, but we are it, it's getting a little wet down here. But I guess that's that's the norm for the springtime. Absolutely, flowers bloom. So uh, today we actually we got a treat today, right? We had an extra meditation they included. We got day day twenty two. I was very thrilled and excited by that. Spread healing throughout the world. And yeah, and I love the fact that it expanded beyond my own personal, you know, level of consciousness and my own personal needs. And this was really, really a, a meditation of service, you know, extending it out to all all the others around the world. And I love how Oprah and Deepak both set the tone with that for us to really think about people that were in different cities, different corners of the world, and to physically actually picture them. Yes. And then to physically, you know, hold, to see yourself holding hands with them and them holding hands with someone else, it was just such a powerful, powerful and different type of meditation for me this morning. So I was thrilled by that completely. So I totally I. agree with you. Uh, hold on one second. So before we go on any further, I want you guys just to tell a little bit about yourselves and also uh, talk about you guys being own ambassadors as well and let people know what that is. But uh, go ahead and why don't you start, Lionel, just give a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Uh, my name is Lionel Williams. Uh, I host a web series called 3LW TV. You can Google it. It's on all social media platforms. And basically, it's uh, it's a channel that's dedicated to showing positive images of the African American, primarily but not exclusively, the African American LGBT uh, LGBT community. Uh, in addition, I also feature a lot of travel videos, trying to broaden the awareness and consciousness of of all of my viewers, uh, just so that they can understand that we are here to, as I say, stand in, your, stand in our light, you know, and to live our authentic truth and to spread that and to show that, that that in itself can actually heal the world when you are true and authentic to yourself. Uh, the OWN Ambassadors are a group of uh, individuals that was started by a young lady named Leah Keith out of the Virginia area, and uh, basically we're just dedicated to supporting shows and the message and the intent of what Ms. Oprah Winfrey started with the Oprah Winfrey Network. And we continue to grow. We are not officially uh, affiliated as part of OWN, but we are definitely recognized by them and we are supported by them. And uh, Ms. Oprah Winfrey herself has, you know, just blessed us time and time again. Uh, and it's just, it's just been a, com- a complete joy and just to see the word spreading and the vision spreading and just to see the way that the the attention for the network has turned around and it's all been at a grass you know, not all of it, but a lot of it's been at a grass grassroots level. And it's just it's just a beautiful thing to see. Um and we're gonna to continue to to spread the love and to and to be the love and to walk you know, and to stand and walk in our truth. Uh, thank you for that uh, one there. Uh, 
I'm Lady Grant, and um, I am the host of the G-List Society. It's an LGBT pop culture blog where I love to support our own people in the LGBT community, whether it's their music, events, um, news, and just whatever triumphs that we all have going on as individuals. I've created that platform for that. And then um, as a personality, people know me as Worldwide Lady for years, um, especially through social media. So anything that has to do with um, celebrities, special events in Chicago, New York, Atlanta, and other places, I tend to capture it and share it with the world. Um, as far as being an own ambassador, I have to thank my dear friend Lonell for even connecting me to the experience because I would say if it wasn't for him and our meeting with Oprah back in August of 2012, I don't think I would be able to be on this call today and talk about uh, meditation. Um, and, you know, it says a lot for me because the – and I always had high guard, high regard for Oprah. Um, I always used the excuse back in the day, oh, well, I'm working, so I can you know, can't follow her when she was – when she had her daytime talk show. But then even when it came to own, I had the excuse of, oh, well, you know, it's um, premium cable, so, you know, I'm not going to be able to watch it. But to see how, um, to see what OWN was really all about and how it affects the people that I know personally um, that watches the programs, especially the Super Soul Sunday program, then I knew that after meeting her, because I still didn't, it still didn't register um, to me before um, August, but after August, the meaning of um, supporting on and understanding the messages that comes from these shows. I mean, because in my opinion, this is one network from, I mean, especially it's original programming, but 24 hours, it's all about positive messaging, which we don't get that in regular or basic television or even basic cable television. So, you know what, I'm I'm willing to pay, and I mean, just be real, I'm willing to pay the extra money for premium cable just to keep up with Super Soul Sundays and all the wonderful programs that are on. So I'm just glad to be a part of this call, too. Yeah, I have to admit, I thank uh, Lionel for that as well. Uh, I'm definitely a fan of Super Soul Sunday. And I really appreciate the programming that they're doing. That it's like my church on Sunday for sure, and I like to uh, get up and see those episodes and different topics. And hopefully, I'll get to share some more of those with you guys. Uh, with you guys as the show continues. Definitely. So, can I also just say that I, I think in a lot of the cable markets now, it's not it's not just offered in the premium, but it's offered in the standard packages. Uh, for many cable outlets around it, and and that's happening more, more and more. So it's not all. And check your local cable provider because the actual um, it may not be a premium; it may be in your regular channel. All right. Well, thank you guys for that uh, taking that time to share that information with us. So, let me ask you: How did you do? You guys normally meditate on a daily basis, or how often do you meditate? When did you? Uh, and when did you start meditating? When did you get into the practice of it? I will wait to go with that one first. I'm going to make it very simple. The clear answer is no. I've tried it a couple of times. I didn't know what I was doing, and therefore I never continued with it. So 
and I know we're going to elaborate about this uh, 21 day um, challenge, but this 21 day challenge, as and starting from day one, taught me how to meditate and what the benefits are of it. So that was my experience, or lack of. And for me, I did it sporadically. And it's interesting because I usually, and I did the same thing with prayer too, but I usually would do it when something was uh, out of alignment in my life and I knew that that was where I needed to go to to get my spiritual center. And then, of course, once things got back on track, I kind of, you know, laxed, got laxed in my practice. And um, so I wasn't doing it as regularly as I should. And this is the second meditation, 21-day meditation challenge that Deepak has done. So with the first one, which was a few months ago, that was actually when I started practicing much more regularly. And I have to stick with it because I tell people all the time, we always always, um, are reminded by by our physical bodies when it needs to be nourished, right? If you get hungry, you eat. Your stomach growls. But your spiritual nourishment, sometimes, you know, your ego kicks in and you think you're in control of things. But I have to remind myself that, no, I, no, the ego is an illusion, and it is not in control of anything. So I yeah, have I am, to nourish my spirit. I am so glad you brought that up, Ronnell, because just like your stomach, your brain, especially if you've meditated regularly, your your body senses that it hasn't done it. And for me, I was a sporadic meditator as well. I would have long stints of meditation and then long breaks in between it. And I could tell, I I would actually have reminders or just, just my body or just thoughts reminding me that it's time to meditate. You need to just slow down. And one of my biggest things have always been rushing or, you know, you feel like you just don't have enough time to do things. And when I get to that point, I know that's a point in my life when I need to bring something like meditation into my life so that I can just slow down and, and focus and focus on the here and now. Because I, I don't know, maybe a lot of people have experienced this, but I am very scattered. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> and so the, the daily meditation really helps me keep those thoughts in order and able to just function uh, at a at a higher capacity when I do meditate and when I am focused and, and, and clear of thought. Right, because I believe the key is you have to do it consistently. You can't just do it when you need something. It's to incorporate it into your life regularly. Just think about how often people incorporate fear and worry into their lives and then wonder how their existence is a hot mess. Well, because that's what you've been, that's what you meditate on. That is your daily meditation. So if you if you switch that up and constantly um, provide yourself with the proper spiritual nourishment, you will you will sustain joy. I, I mean, I, I Can know you that. just repeat that, Lionel? I mean, that was just so powerful. <laughs> did, did did everybody hear what he said? I think that man hit it on the head. He said, "You are you are meditating daily, but on the negative, your fears. So I mean, you really have to make a con- conscious choice." of what you're putting out there, people. And I just, that that was very powerful right now. I just had to stop you and, and repeat that. I don't, that, that that's a message for those who, who didn't know you need to uh, rewind, the, rewind the show and, and hear that again. I, I definitely will be uh, putting that up on Facebook and Twitter. Well, and no, it's very, very true. I mean, you definitely, because if if you take a look at your life, everything that happens to you, 
uh, the people that are in your life, they are all a direct reflection of your level of consciousness. So if the people around you are shady, uh, negative, a hot mess, losers, whatever you want to call them, well, baby, they are just reflect, reflecting your level of consciousness. So you need to look within. And I guarantee you 100%, if you change your level of consciousness and you elevate yourself, you don't even have to worry about how to get rid of those people out of your lives because they will find their way out of your life because they know that you no longer, they, they no longer represent what you are about. The law of attraction, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. So talk more about that as far as level of consciousness, right? Because we as people, we're very complex. So, And I know there are some things that I do do well, but there are a lot of things that I have to practice as well, too. So how does that affect my overall level of consciousness, you know, in those areas that I am lacking? So, I mean, does that mean that um, the areas that I do high in, that um, I'm only going to bring people that, that, that – compare in those areas or if I do bad in a whole bunch of uh, other areas in my life that I'm just going to have those negative people because I'm doing bad? I mean, can you expand on that, Lionel? Yeah, well, something that you said right there, you said uh, in areas where I am lacking. Okay, first of all, like Joe Osteen says, whatever follows I am will come looking for you. So the mm. the negative affirmation that I am lacking already implies that something's wrong. So that's already – so we already got it. We already have an opportunity right there to, you know, negate that. All right. So it, it's not about what you're doing wrong or what, what you're missing because there are there is no lack or limitation in my life. So with, once I understand that fully from my true spiritual center, then I have no choice but to, to excel. So those areas that um, there may be more opportunity for me to apply these spiritual principles, i.e. challenges or what what, what have you, um, I just need to focus on that and to understand that it is up to me to change that reality, to look at it differently, to see um, what's not working, what doesn't what doesn't sit well with my spirit, and to change it. And and that all starts, I believe, with consciously focusing on those things. Don't look at them like they're negative or they're bad. They just aren't right for you at that time. So it's up to you to change it. But you gotta stay focused, and you gotta get the lessons, and you gotta do the work. And that, no, no, that, no good and bad, just building, just uh, blocks or, or, or steps to, to building a better you. Exactly. And it's one step at a time. You know, you, know, you might not see the, face, the whole staircase, but look at the step that's right in front of you. Take that step. And you'll get... uh, I'm sorry, Wadey. I thought that you were saying something, uh, trying to interject there. Oh, no, you... I was saying earlier. I mean, for me... And this is what the uh, meditation did for me. Um, before the meditation, I did say to myself, where was I lacking? Or I would say such and such in my life is a problem. Uh, what the meditation taught me is to create the energy around what I would have thought is a problem and create it into an opportunity where it can be peaceful, where it can be harmonic, it can be whatever it is I desire to it to be just that are just um, we're winding back to what you and my nail said earlier about meditating the bad things in your life. I mean, that was just an aha um, point for me because one thing, uh, my testimony about this meditation exercise was before the meditation, and I would uh, find myself in the same stressful moments as I do in my job every day, and I handled it 
so much differently throughout the meditation. The meditation just like opened my mind to to make the environment the way I want it to be. It's the people mm-hmm. around at work in particular or out in public are hostile to one another before meditation that hostility, whether or not it was directed towards me, I would feel it in a certain way. With What meditation taught me is I may be around hostile people, but it doesn't have to affect me if I, if I set my mind to a more peaceful environment. And so we have a choice on, on how we interact with things. Exactly. I know for me that, one of the things that reminded me of during this meditation challenge was how easily we can become distracted, sort of piggyback on what you're saying, Wadey, in regards to when things don't go as we normally expect them to, then our minds begin to create all this chatter, basically trying to justify or explain why things aren't the way that we see them or or the way, quote, that we say they should be. But truth is, things are the way they are. And once meditation had allowed me to accept that, and with that, I was able to be in a much more peaceful place and just focus on what my goal was. And so I think that this, this challenge has just given me a little bit more focus and direction, and direction. And one of those with direction comes uh, purpose, passion, and enthusiasm. And it really has just fostered or just just brought uh, a, a centering to the way that I go about my day. Uh, I would absolutely have to uh, to agree with that. And even, even furthermore, I would say that you have to, and I got this from this book called The Untethered Soul, which is, which, which Oprah refers to me in a, as a spiritual almanac, and it's so true. You when you hear when you hear those voices in your head, you really have to understand that they are not you. Those are you know that might be the crazy person or people that live in your head that you know that play out all these different scenarios. But you really have to untether yourself from that. And meditation is a great way to do that. I mean, I, in my background, having a religious background growing up, you know, prayer for me was petition. I was always telling God how to bless me. And then I realized that if I stopped telling God how to bless me, to actually allow God to bless me, then things would open up and would flow. And mm. that came, I learned that more through meditation because I just had to be still and listen, be still and know. So it, it's a, it was a whole different dynamic. And, again, I'm so grateful for this particular meditation challenge, which although it focused on health, it still was a, it was still a whole comprehensive uh, healing process for me personally. I agree. I agree with that. So what was your favorite, what, uh, you guys, what was your favorite meditation or your favorite day? What stuck out to you? Which which meditation stuck out to you? Um, for me, oh, gosh, there were so many of them, but I swear today's meditation, the bonus one, it was, I felt like a heavenly experience from it because um, it was more than just being into a deep thought and focusing on the center thought, I was able to picture when Deepak um, told me to picture myself holding hands with the next person and passing that, you know, that um, heal, the 
um, sense of healing and that person touching the next person and touching the next person. It was such a glorious moment. I I I saw myself there and that is a a blissful scenery I will always love to be in each and every day, every moment of my life. So that obviously today is my favorite one, but so many of them um stuck out to me because you know how certain things, certain messages can be timely for you. A lot of them were for me, especially for my journey. Okay. So I would say that. And for me, I would definitely also say the um, today's meditation, because it was such a surprise and such a bonus, and it, it required me to really look outside of myself and to be a service on a spiritual level to the global community. Uh, another particular one that I liked, uh, I believe it was Dave, 19 or day 20, just a couple of days ago, the um, Living Agelessly. Oh, that was a powerful one, yeah. And I really love that because it, it because especially in American culture, we are so consumed with with age and, you know, we have this, this aversion to getting older. Well, the only way you don't get older is if you die young, and quite frankly, I'm not into that. Right. You're going to be here for a minute, huh? I have stuff to do, and I love the fact that, you know what, I am ageless and timeless because if I am a spiritual being having a human experience, there is no time. Time is some element that the ego created, you know, so that we could, I don't know, function and control one another here on earth. But that really stuck out to me. It's like, you know what, no, you you are constantly evolving. You are a beacon of love. You are here to serve, and that is ageless and timeless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to agree. I have to agree with you both on those two. I really like those two. The the ageless and timeless one, what stuck out to me about that one was the science that Deepak chose to share during that particular episode. And I think that's the only one where he actually talked about the actual science about meditation. And I was talking, I was telling the audience earlier how that, you know, there's a organization in the federal government set up called the National Center for Complementary and Alternative Medicine, and they actually study all these things, and they did some research on meditation. And so there is a physical effect, or there are physical changes that are happening to us when we undergo meditation. And so I thought this was interesting, and one of those things was the things that was a the thing that Deepak was talking about in regards to uh, lengthening, aging, and and, and just living agelessly. And it turns out that uh, meditation, uh, that that they are doing studies and and are showing some results in in uh, regards to meditation affecting health and aging. So it it was brilliant. The other one that I thought was really good, well, let me talk about today's. Today's uh, was a powerful one for me as well, and how so is is like you guys. I I started envisioning people that I was was connecting to, and I think I envisioned both of you actually because I knew we were doing this interview today, or that we would be online. So, and I knew that you guys were doing the challenge, so I, I felt your presence there. But then I just started connecting friends, and when when. Let me restate that because you guys are my friends, but I started connecting other friends into the loop as well. And it amazed me how instantly people just started to appear, and not only appear, but the the clarity 
the clarity that they started to appear. And with that clarity came a sense of them being there, and I, I could just feel aspects of them or that, that, that endeared me to them. And when I tell you I just got this overwhelming sense of just peace and support, I just felt I felt like I could feel all those people behind me and supporting me. And it, it made me feel, and then when he said, it was sort of like paying or being grateful, being grateful that all of all of these people are in my life. And and at the same time, uh, and, and that this was something that I could do for them by visualizing those people and envisioning them in perfect health and in and all the prosperity that I felt what was going on into my life, being able to transfer that energy and spread it and spread it about, which is one of the reasons why I'm really grateful for this this show and the opportunity to do that. But I, I it was the first time that I've ever done something like that in meditation and I, I definitely plan to uh investigate that more or practice that, that form of altruistic meditation uh, more. And then the last one that was really good to me was the one, I want to say it was day 10. It was early on in the challenge, and they were, he was just talking about our power of creation and how everything that we have is within us and connecting to that connecting to that consciousness and realizing that you have the whole support of the universe behind you and that all the information that you need uh will will appear if you if you just choose to listen and just just be silent and let it come forth and work through you and that that just has been my theme is just getting out of my own way and letting letting uh the organic evolution of my creation happen without interference of my own fears or ego as Lionel likes to talk about a lot right the, the ego uh, telling me what I can and can't do, and just allowing you, you know, if your mind sees it, then put it into the world, and, that, and that, that's what the space that I'm trying to operate from now. Right? May I add to that too? Um, yes. Um, um, the one thing that I really learned from, the, or not, I really learned from this meditation that I want people to get from the art of meditation is. Um, uh, I don't. I wouldn't even call it a challenge, but I found it difficult at times to share my testimony about meditation with quote unquote the non-believers, especially the deeply religious people. And um, you know, won't say anyone by name, but a very close relative of mine who I was sharing this with recently. And, you know, he, he laughed at it and said, well, you know, you should be praying too. But one thought that came to my head that I would love to share with everyone, in particular with this 21-day meditation challenge, each of the censoring thoughts and also um, the English translation to the um, Sanskrit that we were memorizing in our minds are all basic truths that we live every day. And regardless of religion, even if you're agnostic or you're an atheist, these are things that just are common sense. We create the universe that we live in. If you or and also your thoughts create your health. Oftentimes, I've heard my doctors tell me stress will make you sick. Mm. 
teaches you is if you think positive thoughts, if you put yourself into a positive environment or if you think in good health, you will gain good health. That's exactly um, the way the Bible teaches it, too. So, um, you know, for everyone who is listening, regardless of your religion, and if you have yet to do meditation or have been nervous or skeptical about it, I suggest you to try it for yourself, um, especially this 21-day challenge. It can be bought on the own um, website as well as um, Deepak Chopra's website. And see for yourself that these meditation thoughts are common sense. You know, and, uh, Wadey, thanks for that. I just want to let the the audience know also that other religions, even the Christian religion, they have forms of meditation that they do as well. Uh, I think the uh, the I know I pron- I'm pronouncing this wrong, so I have to work on it. But the uh, Benedictine monks uh, practice a form of a four step meditation where they uh, read the uh, uh, these divine readings um, from the Bible, and so meditation isn't isn't just uh, a, a Hindu or a Buddhist tradition. A lot of other religions do incorporate that in their religion. I don't know that a lot of Westerners might be aware of that, but uh, and as a matter of fact, I just want to share with you guys that it turns out that uh, meditation has been around. Uh, well, in 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 China, they said uh, 100 CE. So it, it's it's been around for the uh, the first century BCE. So it's. It's it's been around um forever for as long as uh for as long as man has been around. Or or the modern man I should say. Absolutely. I mean there's not a there's not a game new under the sun and I think that as long as you know, everything that that has been around and uh people have always connected, I believe, with the or tried to connect with the source. Because at some point your life is going to go awry, and you you realize it is out of the realm of what your ego can control. So you what I mean, what if, what other choice do you have? I mean, you can let your ego destroy you, or you can try to surrender <laughs> uh, to that which is greater than yourself. So how do you how do you surrender, or what what shifts have you noticed uh, since you brought meditation into your life, or? Both of you guys, what what shifts have you noticed? What what areas in your in your life have have improved? Well, this is, I'll give a, a specific example. I recently um, had an experience with, with someone that's very close to me, and who really the relationship took a really negative, hurtful turn. And my pattern had been to reciprocate that hurt. If you hurt me, to hurt me back. But in this, and it actually happened during the meditation challenge. I chose to actually be vulnerable, to be calm, to be centered, and to to seek the spiritual lesson through all of it. And it's very interesting how uh, it threw the person for a loop because that individual was not expecting, you know, me to react that way. Um, and how just in this in this short time period, well, this didn't feel like a short time period as I was going through the pain, but looking at it over a while, how the relationship is actually stronger now than it ever has been before. So I don't think if I had not been willing, one, to be vulnerable and put my ego aside, and two, to really center myself through meditation and calm, 
that this relationship could have totally been destroyed forever. And instead of being destroyed, now it, it, its trajectory has shifted, and it's even more powerful than ever. Oh, that's a powerful storyline now. Lady, do you have anything to share? Um, yeah, I would just say for two specific um, situations in my life, because um, the art, this art of meditation opened many doors, but two, two avenues in particular where I just saw the growth for myself was, um, one, uh, my family. Um, you know, there's, um, I'm sure there's many people out there who grew up in a lot of pain with their relatives, with their loved ones, the people that they looked up to or hoped to love them. And over the years, I've developed resentment towards these individuals as an adult and to the point where I never wanted to speak to them or never wanted to be seen with them or didn't want to be in their presence. But um, going through this meditation challenge, um, a lot of revelations about myself have come to me. And in particular, I noticed that, like Lonel said, do the work in order to um, in order to get what um, blessings that are there for me. And I know I blocked a lot of blessings by not wanting to deal with certain family members who I claim right. I love, by the way. Wadey, oh. hold on one second. I think we uh, Tim is just uh, caller. Are you on the line? Uh, yes. Hi, Tim. How are you? Everybody, welcome. This is Tim Daniels. He's joining us as well. He's another one of our guests for this evening. Hi, Tim. How I are you? I was just sitting. I'm, I am absolutely wonderful. I was just uh, actually listening to uh, you, brothers, and uh, sitting back and learning. So I, I'm just, as a as a observer, so it's actually been great, great, great. So. Okay. Well, we look forward to hearing you and and more from uh, you and Lisa, is there anything that you wanted to share or co- or comment on, or you you want to stay on the line? Or oh, I was I just tuned in because it's exactly um, I think it was Wadey that was talking about the the relationship and being prayer, and of course you know hurt people hurt, and mm-hmm. I'm like I'm sort of kind of experiencing that as well too, and just figuring out how do you pray yourself through that process. So mm. actually he was really speaking to my current situation. So that's why I was just sitting here smiling. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. And I I look forward to uh, talking with you more in yeah. regards to prayer. You, are you going to share with us how, how we can pray our way through this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I look forward to hearing from you shortly. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, wait. I'm, I apologize about that. Uh, oh, go ahead, wait. Oh no, I mean just to finish that that point was um, I realized the um, three relationships in particular, or four relationships in particular, that I need to mend um, because I easily can blame them and call myself a victim, you know, for how I was treated as a child and even as a young adult. But my resentment towards all of them, I mean, further drove us apart. So I, I, what meditation and just all the revelation showed me was that I am not the victim or not the only victim. 
Mm. And that I have to admit to my wrongdoing in our relationship and ask for forgiveness. And and um, this is something also I learned from just watching on it, especially through the Ayala Fix My Life, is that I have to apologize to these people who did not even know that I had these kind of feelings towards them. Uh, now, why is that? Why Why would you have to apologize to them if they if this was something that was personal that you were going through? Well, I'll use an example. Just say, for instance, if it was the two of us, and you're walking around wondering, you know, why I have been kind of distant to you lately, and you and I are friends, okay? You and I are friends, but let's say I've been acting very distant towards you, and you have no clue why. You just know that it is, but I blow it off to make it seem like it was okay. But deep down inside, I dislike you because mm-hmm. it's something you said a long time ago that you didn't even know you hurt me with that. Sometimes at, um, with the person who's harboring those feelings, we like to think ourselves as a victim. But we're not necessarily the victim if we don't address it. We don't say how we feel. We don't say that you offend us. Instead, we want to carry the hurt and the pain and just distance ourselves from the situation, in a way, run from it. Mm-hmm. You can't solve an issue. You can't move forward. You can't be healed. You can't find blessings in the middle of the storm if you keep running. And, Rod, I'll tell you, I was a runner for a very <laughs> long time, baby, but mm-hmm. now I want to confront my issue or the issues, confront the pain, confront the hurt, and... I hope for a positive um, a positive change to come from it, you know, because like I said, I claim that I love these people. Uh-huh. But my can say differently because I've been carrying on this hurt and pain and distance myself from these people. But, you know, to the other situation, um, like I was talking about earlier, just being at work. And I was at a job for two years until this past week where every day was full of tension. Whether I was involved in it or not, I felt that kind of tension. And sometimes I used to go work out in the morning and, um, yeah, just used to go work out in the morning just so I could feel a little bit better when I come into the office and deal with the same tension. But really um, the meditation took it a little bit further. Because exercise, you know, it it revs up whatever, I don't, I, I don't know the terms, but the terminology, but whatever it is in your body that releases the endorphins, endorphins yeah. the chemicals that cause the stress. Mm-hmm. But changing your mental state of mind, because that's not what exercise can do. It does the physical. The meditation takes care of the mental and the emotional and the spiritual side, and maybe the physical too, um, because it ends up benefiting you physically. But I came into work on the last 30 days of my employment much more at peace than ever. Like when Mm. somebody is told, on March 1st I was told I was being laid off. Um, the, the, um, The challenge started on March 11th. Even though I made peace with it before March 11th, doing the um, challenge each day made me more at peace with 
how I was let go. And, um, you know, I had 30 days left. So mm-hmm. um, each each and every day, while I'm seeing one coworker after another, feeling all hostile towards the situation, not being able to accept that they're being let go too, I was at peace with it. And I was willing to work. I was willing to do business as usual and just said, hey, when March 28th comes, that's my last day. And on my Twitter, on my Facebook the night before, I wanted to make it very clear to those who knew, because it wasn't like I told the world, whole world I was being laid off, right. that I was this place in love and harmony. Huh. And and because of that, I learned that through meditation, but also I was listening to another um Another somewhat of a meditation um, tape called The 101 Powerful Thoughts, and it's by Louise Hay. One of the thoughts that she said is, if you do not love the place that you're in, you're going to carry that mentality and spiritual or that spirit with you to the next place. So if you're helping for something bigger and better, but you're loathing the place where you are now, trust and believe you will not be satisfied when you go to the next place. Mm. So it ended up in my mind, despite the hostility, despite the um, the stress that came with the job that I was at for the last two years, I left it in love. Before the meditation, if there was no meditation, I probably would not like my boss. I probably <laughs> would not like certain other people at that organization. But I can truly say those people I would not have liked, I like them, especially now that I'm not working with them. (laughs) Amen, somebody. (laughs) Hold on, we have another caller. Hold on, let me. Caller, you're on the air. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Okay, I guess. They're not ready to speak exactly just right now. Yes. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Okay. It's Lionel and still. Okay, sorry, sorry about that. I was trying to bring in another caller. Hopefully they'll call back. We seem to be having uh, some issues. Uh, Wadey, yes. I, you know, it's interesting just hearing you and Lionel speak, and, and I – I hear a lot of changing behavior and just breaking old habits. And when you decide, the the power behind that is uh, meditation allows you to be still so that you can observe what's going on with your body. Once you train yourself to observe, to look at, to uh, to be aware of your behavior versus just listening to your thoughts, you'll be able to see clearly the patterns that you are engaging in that create your environment. So then by being aware of these behaviors, you are now consciously aware of these behaviors and have the power to actually change them. And you, you in that aspect, have initiated the healing. What's so powerful about this is that you... When you initiate this healing, though, it doesn't just affect you. It affects everybody around you because you are no longer taking, you are no longer engaging in this script 
that we are all a part of. You know, we like to think of ourselves as individuals as if we don't have an effect, but we live in a society. We have families, we have communities that we engage in. We we work with a community of people. We're always involved with other people. So our be, our behaviors are a part of a script, a part of a role. And if it's an unhealthy role or if it's an unhealthy system, when you take responsibility for how you're engaging in this unhealthy system, you're initiating healing for that whole system by breaking that behavior. Right. I think you said something very key when you said taking responsibility. So so often we are accustomed to pointing fingers and denying and placing blame elsewhere because we don't want to look within. We don't want to be held accountable. And I think it's, that is the key, the key factor right there is taking responsibility. And you're right, you will heal because, again, if, if the community reflects your level of consciousness and you are healing your mind and your heart, then, of course, you are healing the community. So I would, I would concur with that, sir. <laughs> and then, too, if you're going to blame everybody and everything for your situation, then you're saying is I have no control over my life. Uh-huh. You have control over your life. You're doomed for calamity. Everything around you is going to go haywire because you The sky is falling. What did you say, Rob? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just agreeing, lady. I was, I was agreeing with the sky. You, if you choose calamity, the sky is always falling. Exactly. exactly. I lived in that for a couple of years. I'm not uh, planning not to go back. And if I might just add, just... Just as Wadey's friend, it's been so amazing to actually witness this transformation. I've known him for a few years. But literally, I mean, it was after, it was like this light bulb went off after August 9th when we met Oprah. And it has been like this daily transformation. I don't even know if he witnessed, if he even realizes how how he's transforming. But I just smile every day because it's like, wow. Wow. And he'll just say something to me that would have never even Come across those lists. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I was like, I don't even think he realizes what's happening to himself. But it's been so amazing to, and such an honor to actually like be to have a front row seat to witnessing this this wonderful transformation. I well, Wadey, I think that you know, yeah, that's a big wake up, especially when you have people like Oprah and other big things going on in your life like that. Yeah, we definitely want to be grateful or pay attention to those uh <laughs> to those signs, right? Sometimes the the signs are right there. They're flashing right in front of us and we'll still choose to ignore them. I know that uh you know, Lanell, like when you had uh, initially invited me to that TV show taping and I met all these people and this is how I ended up with this show. At first I was really skeptical about it and I was telling you about that. And so I just sometimes that those those signposts or those signals telling you where to turn, they're always there, but we'll let our own fear and our ego tell us that we're not ready uh for those things. So you just have to ignore that stuff and and it, it's so seamless. The stuff just drops right off once you just accept uh your authentic nature and, and, and be honest about where you truly want to be in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I am a witness to that. And the other thing that comes along with that, speaking of responsibility, is like, you know, how they say when you know better, you do better. And as you never stop learning. It's not like you ever reach some plateau spiritually where you've got it all because that's no, as long as you're living and breathing, you're learning. You need to be learning. So you've got to constantly always 
practice it, and you're always going to be presented with opportunities to apply. The, the, you know, some people look at that as a test, but I look at it as an opportunity to apply the spiritual principles that I, that I claim that I get and know. And like I said, this last um, relationship issue and, and, the, and witnessing it change because I chose to be vulnerable and I chose to be, uh, to be spiritual about it instead of human <laughs> – uh, has just been a further testament that wow, this this stuff like really works, you know, <laughs> it really works, and you can't go back to what you thought you used to know. And sometimes right. that's because you, you sometimes you want to revert, but you ain't trying to hear it. when you're hurting. Woo! You ain't trying to hear that spiritual mumbo jumbo right in the moment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. But <laughs> no, you know you have to do the work. You know you have to commit because you know it works, and you know that there's a lesson. And if you don't choose to get the lesson now, it's going to come back. And, and uh, again, yes, and I definitely agree with you, Lionel. I'm sorry? I said I definitely agree with you. Learn the lesson the first time or it will definitely come back around. Okay, we have to take a few minutes uh, for a, a commercial break. Um, we'll we'll be right back uh, with our guest, Tim Daniels, and, and Lisa Campbell. And I think we also have some calls as well that we'll take. So. One moment as we had uh, uh, acknowledge our sponsors. Get them bills paid. <laughs> Scarlet Place Apartments, considered to be South Atlanta's hidden gem, offering one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes. Scarlet Place Apartments is in a fabulous location only minutes from Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. We're also just a few minutes from major interstates and a short commute to downtown Atlanta. Residents of this community enjoy amenities such as vaulted ceilings, crown molding, full wash and dry connections, fully equipped electric kitchens with spacious floor plans. Work out at our new fitness center or simply relax by the pool. We invite you to call us for more information and schedule a personalized tour. Scarlet Place Apartments, see why our residents love to call us home. Conveniently located 3500 Summer Court Drive in Jonesboro, Georgia. Call for more details for our specials, 470-315. 11-11-94. That number again, 470-315-1194. And now back to your host. All right, hello, everybody. Good evening and welcome to Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. Uh, today we have our guests are Lionel Williams, Wadey Grant, Tim Daniels, and Lisa Campbell, and our topic of discussion is, today is the benefit of mere, uh, <laughs> meditation and prayer. <laughs> Got tongue-tied there for a minute. Hi, guys. How are you? Callers? I think I'm still on hold. We're wonderful. We're still here. Okay, great. Tim, do I have you on the line now? Uh, yes, I'm here. Okay. And do we have Lisa on the line? Has Lisa joined us? I don't think Lisa has joined us. You're listening to Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. This broadcast is the benefit of meditation and prayer and is sponsored by Bright Car Spa at 360 Edgewood Avenue in Atlanta, Georgia. Make sure you stop by today. Open seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. 404-913-4980. Conveniently providing car washes starting as low as $15. Connect with them today. Now back to your show. So this this has been a great discussion, guys. I've really enjoyed this. And, and uh, we got Tim Daniels. Tim, why don't you uh, let the audience know a little bit about yourself and, 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 and what you're about and who you are, sir? Oh, wow. It's, it's such a hard question. 
Not really. You could you got the documentary that you did. I mean, come on, you're a brilliant guy. Or if you don't if you don't want to rat your stats off, you want me to rat them off for you. <laughs> I I I am a person who is following my spirit, and that is not always an easy task. Mm. I um, initially from Waukegan, Illinois, so I know Wadey. Wadey, you're from and you're in Chicago, right? Or is it Wadey yeah, in Chicago? Yeah, I'll yeah. Probably so yeah, I, I I don't live there anymore, but I um, I'm currently in um, Atlanta. But I ended up um, going into the military and had some military experience, then got out of the military, went to University of Illinois. So I was always interested in the arts and how I could merge the arts into my life. So I ended up actually being a dance major at University of Illinois in Champaign, then switched to sociology, and I'll get to that later. <laughs> so all of those things, you know, have been merging into who I am today right now, the arts and the social justice self. So um, after that, I ended up going to uh, California, and and at one particular time, I had a couple friends who passed of, of um, HIV and AIDS uh, complications, so I decided to really do something and, and be that voice for the community so I, along with uh, two good friends of mine, produced a, a documentary or actually now an award-winning documentary called Standing in Truth, Breaking Silence. Produced and, and directed, this, correct? Correct, yes. And decided to do that and um, have been, you know, really living out my social activism and my creative self. So those two individuals have merged together, and that's where I am in life right now. Well, it's great to have you on here, and I appreciate you doing this in such uh, short notice. Um, I've known you for a couple of years now and have, have been following you, and we've always had some great conversations. And so I'm, I'm happy that you can join us today just to talk about uh, how prayer has benefited your life. I, I know you've been listening in on the conversation and uh, as we've been discussing meditation um and you're uh you you want to you're going to share your testimony in regards to prayer and my first question to you is how uh when were you first introduced to prayer? How did it come into your life? Oh, well, um growing up in a very religious family in in Illinois in I guess northern Illinois, Waukegan, uh, my my family merged from the south. So my uh, my my grandmother's brother baptized me. He was a he was a a pastor in our family, and of course, then most of the people in our family are very religious. So I remember getting baptized by him at a young age, and that probably was my first kind of experience with what the religious prayer situation kind of worked. But for me, when I really realized what prayer really is and had my own understanding of what prayer was is when I was in the military. Mm -hmm. And, okay, so now we're talking authentic stories, right? Yeah. This is very authentic and and very revealing. So this was in... 
Okay, so I was in the military in the um, 86. During 86, I ended up becoming HIV positive, and that's when people were killing themselves and because of the scare. So I was praying, and I had journals then that I just really wanted to to get out. And at that time, I also, I also had a prayer about that I was not going to let the diagnosis impact how healthy I was or was not or how healthy I was not going to be. I was not going to allow that to be a death sentence for myself. So twenty seven years later I have been extremely healthy as well, taking a holistic approach. And and it for me it all goes back to that to that prayer of how I was not defeated by what uh, what was going around me and what was going on in my um, in my company in the military, or what the doctors had um, told me at that time. What was there any? What were the uh, the what were the effects that you noticed in your life, or what were the instances that you noticed to the life that you in your life that you attributed to prayer at that time when you found out your diagnosis? So, so when I found out, it was. Um, I was praying that I got a military board out or a a a um a a board um out of the military so because I wanted to make sure that I had health benefits and okay what that does happened. that mean for the people who don't i'm I'm not so, familiar so, with board out in the military so if you get a if you get a a um a medical board out of the military meaning that that your your medical that the military probably for the rest of your life will pay for your medical expenses. Mm. So, and I just wanted that to happen for me because I had no idea what the outcome at that point in time. I was 21 years old or 20 or 21 years old, so I had no idea, but that was my prayer, and that prayer happened. Right, and not a lot of information about HIV. I mean, that's when the information just started coming out about, you know, HIV at, at that time. You know, they were still calling it a gay cancer and things of that nature, So correct? Co- correct, but also at that time that when they figure out that, okay, well, you know, then it wasn't such a scare, then people wanted, you know, then they started re-enlisting the people who that they kicked out so they can um, serve their term, but then they had problems reenlisting. So it was a catch-22. So my prayer was that I actually got retired from the military, and that's what happened as well. So that was another prayer that I had as well, too, so that came to fruition. So those were those so, were some very specific and direct results of, of, of your prayer. And how often did you have to pray, or or how often did you pray, uh, in order for that to occur, so um, for me, I was thinking about this. You know, is there like, do I have a routine of prayer? My routine, my my routine of prayer is encompassed within um, within my daily activities. I can be praying, you know, um, sitting waiting for coffee. I could, you know, I am. Um, Praying, sitting at a lot, uh, at a stoplight, waiting, you know, waiting to go through traffic. So it's so 
embedded in who I am in my personhood. It's I don't I don't I don't I stop going to church a lot because I feel like I'm more of a spiritual person. So I, I find I find my um my spiritual food in so many other ways. So okay. prayer is more encompassed in my daily activities of life. Now, this is something that you. Uh, this is something that you. Um, like me and Lionel were talking earlier about meditation uh, and being sporadic. Was uh, was it more sporadic for you, and it, it was something that you started incorporating daily, or was this how it was taught to you? It, it's something that I actually had to learn. You know, I think when usually growing up, prayer only happened in pretty much in in school, or not in school, but in church. So when I went to church on Sundays or, you know, choir rehearsals and, and that sort. So it was always organized. So I had to find my own my own understanding of what prayer was to me versus it being in a group and being organized and structured and, you know, under someone else's guidance. And I had to figure out what worked for me as well. Okay, I think we have a, a we have another caller on the line for a question. Hello, caller, you're on the line. Our phones are. Just... Hey, can you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Who's hey, Robert? Kurt. Hey, Kurt. Kurt. Hey, Mark, I know talk. Yeah, I know. Uh, Thanks for calling in. Yeah. I appreciate the support. Absolutely. Got a question? Probably more beginner beginner question. I mean, I've heard a lot about meditation and. Uh, I probably did that once or twice, but I'm curious to know how you guys got started and what elementary steps you did to start meditation to get it to get to a point where it's on a more consistent basis. Oh, that's a good question. Uh Wadey or Lionel, do you want to take that? Well, for me, I have always heard about meditation. Um and I think that in my quest for finding some calm and some peace because my life was a wreck on the on the inside. I, you know, I was I was doing all that I could to keep up appearances on the outside, but inside it was a wreck. And I knew that um, I had to find something. And um, it's funny because just recently, and I, anyone that's religious, this is not a stab at you at all. But someone was recently asking me why did I turn away from religion, and it's not so much that I turned away from religion. But just in finding my own path, you know, when, when that question was asked me, well, why did you turn away from religion, of my particular religious experience, I said, well, the reason I left it was because I found God. And mm. that that really came through uh, prayer, meditation, um, really beginning to see see the, the beauty of the universe in, in the faces that were reflecting mine, that were reflecting my heart, uh, appreciating the world. So to answer the question, I, I really just got started because I'd heard about it. And when Oprah did the first 21-day med- 20, meditation challenge, plus this one that was focused on health, the current one that we just completed, that was really when I started to do it and make it more habit-forming as opposed to doing it just sporadically. So I had always and I'd always heard about it, but then I, in my quest for finding truth and seeking truth, I began to practice it or to try it out. And I've heard about it. 
Um, but for me, um, you know, just coming from a family background where, you know, I hate to use the word deeply religious because if you're religious, you're religious. But um, when we talk about deeply, deeply religious, if you don't do anything outside of or if you do things outside of a certain way, then it's demonic or what have you. Um, that's how what I learned of meditation to be because, you know, we are the people I grew up around looked at it as a new age thing. It's not of God or it's saying that you have some powers that are above God. But fortunately, um, I've had some teachings later on in my life where I learned that whatever I'm taught, I am still responsible for figuring it out for myself. You know, it's just like... um, reading a text or it's like taking a class and you get it or your teacher is teaching out of the textbook, but you still have to study from it to know the answer to the exams and pass the class. So for me, I was always interested in meditation after a certain point in my adulthood, but as I said before, I truly did not know how to get into it. I didn't, you know, not even bother looking it up. I just tried it. It didn't work. Um, so for me, it actually started through this recent 21 account. Yeah, and let so, me clarify for any of the listeners. Uh, I think that n- nobody is, uh, we don't want to get into uh, saying that being religious is a negative thing. I don't I don't want that to uh, be the message that I'm putting out. Right. Uh, and, and the reason why I say that, I think that anybody's religious conviction or anybody's conviction towards whatever their passion is, you, you know, it, it is a positive thing as long as it's transforming their lives in the way that it in the way that needs to move them uh, uh, into living their authentic self. You know, so, right. so it's, I didn't mean. Yeah, Again, I, I, I don't want mine to be taken as a like a dagger or a stab at religion because no, it has its place, it has its purpose, and it actually helped me on many levels. So, my experience is not. I'm not trying to make any blanket statement against it, but whatever your path. I respect your path as I would ask you to respect mine. So respect all paths. So the journey, this is Tim, Uh, it's so interesting about this conversation. So the journey that I am on right now is is, uh, understanding that prayer is the asking God, having a conversation with God or the universe or whomever you call it, her, he, your higher your higher source. And meditation is the process of me being still to listen to what I need to do. But this whole but the the whole picture of all of that really is about being closer to myself. If we understand that God is who is right a part of me, a part of my spirit and and all encompassing. So when I'm still, I get an opportunity to ask those questions to God myself, then listen and meditate and be still for those answers. And in this crazy life that we have, we tend not to do that because we're always on the go, on the computer, doing this, doing that, and we're overworked, oversexed, all those things, and we are never, we never take the opportunity to pray, ask God, or direction, and listen, and meditate. 
We're gonna have to. Well, we'll have to save the uh, oversex for our, our other show, which is tomorrow, which is uh, Jazzy Jones, <laughs> Sex, Love, and Flowers. Well, That's you know, I'm saying so. So we're just this, okay. this, this go go. We just this go 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 go. So and it's filling our space, our life gotcha. always and never being, never having the opportunity to be still or be one with self. Gotcha, uh, Kirk. Was that did that answer your question, sir? Um, that did very well. Very well. Okay. Appreciate it. Okay, and I appreciate your support, Kirk. Thanks for calling. I hope you yeah. continue to uh, listen. Uh, absolutely. Thank you, sir. All right. So my next question uh, for the group in general, uh, or actually, Tim, since you just joined us. What, is there a particular method or style of prayer that you use, and how do you go about doing it? Can you can you take us through a scenario? Uh, part of my prayer is mixed with like a routine. When I get it before I jump out of the bed, I just take a moment to pray and meditate, and and some stretching exercises may inco- be incorporated with that. So it's not just like, you know, it's not the usual uh, uh, method of getting on your knees and, oh, Lord, you know, forgive me, I have sinned, or what have, you know, whatever my prayer is that day. For me, it's about, you know, God, give me direction today. Let me be focused. Give me clarity on today before I get out of bed. And thank you, my gratitude for waking up today. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to be here, to be present, to be uh, a servant. That's usually that's usually that's usually my method when I'm when I'm getting up. But that happens throughout the day as well. Gotcha, Lanelle or Wadey. Well, for me, um, very much like Tim, it's about beginning the day from the heart space of gratitude, and it's, it's thank you. And mine take on different forms. I mean, I will actually sit sometimes. I have a little altar space in my home that I've created where I do my meditation, um, but I travel a lot, so, some, you know, I'm not always there to do that. Uh, sometimes my prayer or my meditation, my conversations with God will be walking along the lakefront, staring at a canyon, hiking on a trail. Mm-hmm. Just wherever I am, uh, every time I get on a plane, I have a, a specific prayer for takeoff. I have a specific prayer for landing. Uh, and it, <laughs> so, you know, it's it, it, everything. And I love something that Panache Desai said to me on Twitter the other day because I was asking him how often he meditates. And he mm-hmm. says, um, with each breath, uh, let each breath be in meditation. So, therefore, your life becomes one living, long, continuous meditation. Wow. And it's wow. like, oh, wow. Okay, so I really, since he said that to me, I've really been trying to incorporate that and to make sure that each moment I express gratitude or I'm, that I'm that I am in that space and in that presence. I'm not I'm always trying to operate from my spiritual self and not my human self. And it's a challenge. So, and you know, now, challenge. did I hear you correctly? You you use a combination of meditation and prayer? I do, correct. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm one of those people don't I'm not don't put me in a box. When I physically transition, I'll be in a box for a very long time. So while I'm here living and breathing, don't put me in any labels or any boxes. So Amen. I you know, I do it all I don't I don't try to just define it one way. You know, my, my catchphrase is please 
Do not try to confine my infinite fierceness within the realm of your limited thinking. So I, I can, can you say that one more time, please, sir? I said, please do not try to confine my infinite fierceness within the realm of your limited thinking. So yeah, you need no, a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that. <laughs> Prayer, uh, prayer, meditation, however, whatever, whatever you need to do to describe it to Judge Justice, that's on you. But I, I do many paths, I do many practices, and like I said, it's sometimes I'm sitting still, I'm in a in a yoga pose, and I'm meditating, traditional meditation, uh, and sometimes, like I said, I'm sitting on a uh, on a plane in the seat, and I'm praying. Or uh, I might be having a conversation while I'm driving. It's just it's continuous. So there's not a real set method, other than it just being constant. That's the only thing I try. To I do. like that. I'm more like you. I'm I'm not in a box. So it happens fluidly. Yes. For I, me, I, I, I'm. Mm-hmm. For me, so, it's very. Well, okay, my wait, wait. that I don't have a specific way I pray or a specific way I meditate. And I'll just say, for instance, like the meditation. As I was going through this uh, medita- meditation challenge, i also been going through chiropractic therapy. And with that, you know, they've been doing a very good job of getting me aligned. So when I do sit in, the, in my pose for the meditation, I relax and, do, and relax in the way that I've been instructed by my chiropractor and not, you know, I know some people do certain poses that are commonplace. And then even with prayer, um, I could pray anywhere. I prayed um, sitting on the bus or the train when I know I'm going to be on for a while just to thank God in my mind or audibly to myself um, just for all the things that he blessed me with. As As I've grown, I have done a lot of ask or I have done a lot of let. Look, I've done less asking in prayer and more of thanking. And when I do ask, I usually ask for direction. Or um, what my grandmother used to uh, pray over each and every day I go to school is hedge hedge of protection. You know, um, allow me to recognize who my guard, where my guardian angels are, wherever I go, and then just letting the Lord know that I trust Him. Um, because I know that's the difference of me being the spiritual lady versus me being the human lady. The spiritual lady mm-hmm. will allow God and the universe to make things work for me, where spiritual lady or human lady, no spiritual lady is right next to him, but going to push him out the way, going to do whatever the heck he want to do, and then something bad happens. So, um so with that, I, for me, just like um, my other two um, co- co-guests, I mean, it's not a particular way. Anybody who's listening, do it where it's most comfortable for you. Exactly. So I just so, want to recap. So for those who are just joining us, welcome to Universal Mind with uh, Roderick Watkins. Today our guests are Lionel Williams of 3LWTD, Wadey Grant the second of the G-List Society, and Tim Daniels of the documentary Standing in Truth. And we're talking about the benefits of meditation and prayer. And some of the benefits that we've talked about uh, or have discussed so far have been 
good, uh, perfect health, uh, aging or reducing aging, uh, providing focus in your life, clarity and direction. And I'm just really enthralled with this conversation today. I have so many questions, and uh, Wadey, I wanted you to expound a little bit more on, we're talking about prayer in this segment, and I wanted to expound, I wanted to expound, wanted you to expound a little bit more on what do you mean, uh, why is it important um, to ask for God, uh, to ask for God that you trust him, is that what you said earlier? Yes, that I trust him and I seek his guidance because um, God has a plan for me. Uh And to, you know, respect our religions, I usually say my creator uh, because we all have our own gods and I I believe everybody prays or looks for answers to their own gods. So with my God, my creator, I trust that whatever he has for me is meant for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just with Lionel over the weekend and a couple of other people, just my entire uh, work history, my career. And, um, you know, it took until just recently for me to realize that all these jobs that I've had, it was always through an employment agency. It wasn't where I found it directly on my own, despite trying to find employment on my own. I always resulted in going through an employment agency. Each of these, um, each of these companies that I've worked for, and let's say in the last what fourteen, fifteen years, it's been four. Each four, or yeah, each four of those places, it really fulfilled a dream of mine that I forgot I even dreamt about. You know, because mm-hmm. we like to think that. Whatever job we have, it's just there to pay the bills. We don't really, um, it's, I mean, it's often too easy for us to take advantage of it as if, you know, just pay the bills, make ends meet, blah, 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 blah. But there is some kind of purpose for us to be there, and that's when I was mentioning the 101 Powerful Thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's where I really learned that everywhere I'm at, including in my apartment with Lonnell right in front of me and me being on this call with you and Tim and me being everywhere that I have been today, it's a purpose. So Correct. that's what I'm saying. Wherever I enter, I come in in love and I want to leave in love because God has that for me to be there. So do I trust him? Yes. If it God. becomes... Dangerous, that's because selfish human weighty got in the way of what God was trying to make uh, make for me. And I'm sorry uh, to prolong it, but um, I, I just thought of a perfect example. Back in January, I um, applied for a job promotion. In short, I didn't get it um, after going through a couple of interviews. The day that I found out, and I wasn't told personally that I didn't get it, I was on vacation, and my coworkers told me that they already had somebody hired for that position. So I was livid. I was angry because two things. The person was hired outside of the company. I'm internal. I knew the position because I was doing it all of 2012. Um, but I, So I got really angry. I thought it was something personal based on things that happened in 2012 and 
you know, maybe I should just find another job and, you know, these people can do you know what. Well, I'm sitting there having this kind of anger in front of a close friend of mine who read me a passage um, that he learned recently saying that the reason why I didn't get the job was because that is not what God has in store for me. Everything that God, every place that I'm at and every opportunity and situation I'm in is because God has a purpose. And it was my arrogance and my ignorance that caused me to be so upset to to not get the position that I thought was rightfully mine. Mm. That humbled me so mm. quick because he said, Wadey, all you have to do is trust God. Open your heart, open your mind, and pay attention to what God has for you. So, and part of that trusting is is not resisting what is. Mm. I want to, it's, again, uh, invite our listeners to uh, let you know that the phone lines are open and that you're listening, to, uh, that you're welcome to call in. You're listening to Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins, and our guests tonight are Lionel Williams, Tim, Tim Daniels, and Wadey Grant. Please call 347-826-7520 and join us as we continue this discussion on meditation, the benefits of meditation and prayer. And, Ross, do you mind if I just give a quick shout-out to the own ambassadors? Because a lot of own ambassadors are actually listening because they're blowing up my Twitter timeline, and I just want to just let them know how much they are appreciated. The own ambassadors are no show. <laughs> social media, that's all. I Please do, Lionel. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> it's, it, can I say, I just wanted, something was on my mind earlier, and I, I was, it may come back, but I think what the the part that was in my mind was that prayer and, um, and meditation is a is a conscious it's a choice it's a conscious choice that that you want to be healthier in some way so for me it was about making a conscious choice that I'm going to pray I'm going to meditate because I don't want to be ill in such a way out I'm trying to take care of my mind body and soul and my mind body and spirit in a holistic way so I made a conscious choice to incorporate prayer just as I would exercise, just as I would eat properly. And because stress kills you. Mm. Uh, one of uh, you guys mentioned that earlier. So meditation and prayer mm. for me is, is just my own medicine. It's like going to whole foods and, and getting some um, daily vitamins, so to speak. And that's what I give myself to keep myself healthy. Right, and I mean, we have to, you know, we a lot of us, especially in our community, the LGBT community, and for the, for our listeners who are unaware of what LGBT is, is the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community. Uh, we focus a lot on on physical appearance or going to the gym, and we we uh, take care of our bodies in that as, uh, facet, but. You know, we also need to nourish our, 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 our souls and, and our minds. You know, we definitely, and meditation and prayer help help in uh, regards to providing you those those spiritual vitamins that you need to go for. So I, I totally agree with you that uh, uh, with that statement that you just said, Tim. I want to take this time because we were, you both were talking about, so when we are dealing with, 
negative things that happen in our life, we only tend to revert towards prayer or meditation during those times. How how do we how do we continue the practice when things are going good? I mean, what do you use as reminders? How how do you guys keep it consistent so that you know when everything is going good, you have everything that you want? You know, why should I pray or it, why should I meditate then? You guys, it, um, yeah. I think if you find if if you if uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying you have to give thanks because a lot of times um, the mistake I think people think about prayer is is that you know it's always about asking and or is to bring you out of whatever is wrong going in your life. You want God to make you right, not so much. For, and I'll just say for me, my definition of prayer is a conversation with God. I could have that conversation by praising Him for th- and thanking Him for the wonderful things that He's done for me. I could um, have that conversation by asking for guidance. Like I said, I rarely ask Him for you know situations. And when it comes to those situations, I have to step out of the human weighty and think of the spiritual weighty and and uh, remember the things that I've been taught or think of what God would want me to do, what would be honorable to him in handling this situation. Because, um, like you said, a lot of people do think that prayer is only to be delivered um, out of the situation, whether it's um, an illness or financial woes or anything like that. Right. Whenever you want to be blessed, and this is a, and this was something I said way before meditation and stuff like that, um, before Yami even said do the work. Um, prayer without faith is dead. I mean, faith without work is dead. Oh, so my God. And that's the, that's the challenge right there. <laughs> right. So you can ask God to be delivered from X, Y, and Z. You can ask him to bless you with X, Y, and Z. But if you do not do the work, you will not get X, Y, and Z. And then furthermore, and this is something I've learned from several different people lately, is that you might be praying to God for one thing, and you only your vision is that your vision is so tunnel to that, where God might have something either at that level but wider, or something totally different that be maybe a bigger blessing for you than you can imagine, but you want to channel it to one thing. So you got to be careful. You got to be, I don't want to say strategic, but you got to be careful about what you pray about and what your expectations are. That's why I say I trust you, God, because you can still pray and ask God and help God to do things for you, but you need to trust him just as you, just as you need to do the work. And can, can I give you? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I don't think to piggyback on what Lady is saying. I, I had to learn, like I said a, a while ago, I had to stop telling God how to bless me. So I don't pray for. I pray for direction, for clarity. I don't pray telling you what to give me because you know, like Oprah always says, God can dream a bigger dream. Mm-hmm. And so let me let me just be aware of what the lesson is and what the opportunity is and what I am what I am seeking and just show me the way and show me the path. But like he also said, it's it's about just how you maintain it 
is you start from the heart space of gratitude, and that can be as simple as waking, opening your eyes and saying thank you. And I do that every day. And I, I never, and I have to consciously remind myself, especially when things are going good, that I do not believe my own hype. This is not Lonnell Williams doing any of this. I am merely a participant, a vessel who is here to pass on the joy and to be a service. So as long as I kind of operate from that space and keep my ego in check, I don't forget. I don't. I just don't. There isn't a moment where I don't where I don't remember whose I am, and it's not about me. Let Let me just say. I'm sorry, this is Tim. Go ahead, let me Tim. just say let me just say, God, I thank you for this opportunity to express and in that my my expression is always about what am I to learn from this opportunity. Yes. So that's that's how I look at it. What am I to learn from this opportunity? And I I think there is Journaling is so important in that prayer process and in that meditation process. To I don't there's a book that um, I used to do when I was in LA a lot called The Artist's Way. Just in one of the exercises was taking yourself on a date and dumping your dumping your stuff out. You know we don't we don't do things like this. We don't get the stuff out, and it's from generation to generations of 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 stuff that come from our families, mm. that, you know, we carry along with us. And prayer and meditation is a way to help, you know, kind of get all of that stuff off of our shoulders. And also journaling is so important in that process as well. So one of the things that in my dreams and journaling, I always wanted to go to Africa. So and part of my prayer was about going to Africa. So I got the opportunity in 2000 to go to Ghana. So then I was like, you know what? My next trip is going to be to South Africa. I want to go to South Africa. I want to, for some reason, I just, South Africa, I'm just urging for my spirit to go to South Africa. And lo and behold, I will be going there in a couple weeks to do a huge project. I had never, ever thought that would happen and it, it, it a miracle happened why I, I'm even going there as well too so, so for, for me to think so small and God is thinking so big and understanding like all the jobs that I've had have, have gotten me to this point and all of those conversations with God and all of those meditations and all of those prayers have gotten me to this point and that is my journey and I'm like I'm just I'm in a space of gratitude. So it's not asking, but it's thanking you and having the faith that it's already supplied before I can even ask. Because if God is God got your back, you don't even have to ask. You just walk out on faith and know that he's going to catch you and provide a pathway before before the road is even paved. Powerful statements, guys. Powerful statements. I want to just take a minute to say uh, you're listening to the Loud Mouth Network, and this is the Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. Our guests tonight are Tim Daniels, Lionel Williams, and Wadey Grant. We also want to uh, send a special shout-out to the own ambassadors and welcome them to call in as well, as well as anybody else who is listening right now. We appreciate your support. Please feel free to call in at 347 
and share with us your experiences of meditation and prayer and how they have benefited your life. And let's let's continue uh, spreading the message and uh, to the global community about the benefits of meditation and prayer. So, guys, this has been a great conversation, and uh, I just want to continue. um, How do uh, what do you guys feel? Are there any differences between meditation and prayer? Are they two distinct things, or are are they are they just one and the same? How do you feel they're different? For me, like I was saying before, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. Go Tim. I, I was mine is really short. I was I was just saying the distinct difference for me is is me the behavior of communication, me communicating with God, me me saying thank you, me having gratitude, me uh 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 the behavior of that is the prayer process for me. But okay. me being still and listening to those answers to those prayers that I that I put out there about direction and clarity, me listening, the listening part is the meditation part for me. So that's the process of of hearing what I ask for. It's interesting so that you say that Tim because I heard uh I was just reading a saying and about meditation and prayer and they said how Prayer is talking to God, and meditation is listening to God. Mm-hmm. And I was just reading, so I, I think you you would agree with that statement. I, I definitely would agree with that. Yeah. Okay. I would agree with that as what it is about. I mean, because meditation, I think, is more introspective, more reflective. It's like sit down, shut up, and be still. Whereas prayer is more like conversational, like look, dude, this is what's happening in my life. You know, give me some direction. What's up? So for me, that's Correct. the difference. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the same thing. It's like, you know, prayer is more uh, interactive, I should say, in the sense that it's more conversational, it's more me speaking, and meditation is really just being still. And often I find in meditation, because it's hard to think about nothing, to sit there and be still <laughs> and about nothing. But so it, it's almost <laughs> results when you're done. Because, you know, at least with prayer, it's like, you know, you, you've gone over your list, A, B, C, D, E, F. But when you're when you're meditating, it's like okay, I'm here to think about nothing. And when I get up from right. it, I can't necessarily say that I have something tangible that I can share with you. But I do know that I know that I know that I'm benefiting from this and that my life is being changed by it. So I don't know how to how to describe it, uh, you know what that change is. But it's they are definitely two different paths to the same source. I agree with what both of them are saying, and even just for the meditation part for me, is that I'm very grateful for the guidance of the uh, Deepak Chopra and Oprah Meditation Challenge because it gave me the direction on how to meditate. And it was to watch um, him on Super Soul Sunday answering, um, I, I remember it was somebody against Twitter or Facebook as oh, Deepak, how to meditate when to meditate, how do you sit, how long do you do it? I mean, those were the questions that I've had before, well, you know, when I tried it well before the challenge. So I'll, I'm glad, for a person like me, I need, the instru- I need to be instructed. 
just like how about you break that down for us then some of the basics of meditation or prayer guys i mean are you supposed to sit a certain way do you only breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your nose or do you breathe in through your mouth out through your mouth is there is there any breathing involved in prayer can you guys expound a little bit on 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 some of the techniques that you personally use uh, for your meditation and your prayer well, I say prayer, be yourself, because God sees you, God knows who you are, so don't be somebody you're not, and don't lie to God, because God sees right through you. So when you talk with God, just be yourself, at least that's how I feel like for me. For the meditation, and this is what I learned, because um, I, I'm, I'm not, I haven't studied meditation or do not know anything more about meditation outside of this challenge, I will say that. Um, but what I have learned is um, as Deepak walks you through it, is that you sit in a very comfortable position. Um, you know, my position is upright. Um, as I was going to chiropractic care, my neck was tilted back because that's where a lot of my uh, problems were before the care was done. Um, and then I just wanted to make sure every limb of my body was relaxed. I didn't want to feel like like my legs were weighted a certain way because of a pose, my arms, my fingers, any part of my body. As far as the breathing, that's where I was, you know, very grateful for what Deepak has instructed. Uh, he he um, encourages people to breathe deeply, inhaling and exhaling before you recite the mantra in your mind. And that was the other thing, too. That I think that was probably the shocking part for me was how to recite the mantra. Um, mm-hmm. For what I've seen on television, when people meditate and do yoga, you know, all I thought I was going to say was om, om, om the whole time out loud. But mm-hmm. this challenge, I even shared this with Ronell, I said, oh, wow, you know, I really, now I really get it. And just reciting the mantras um, and also knowing uh, what they mean, what the interpretation is, and how it also relates to the centering thoughts, which is the reasoning for each day of meditation, it opens a world of understanding for me. Thank you, Wadey. Uh Hold on, I think we have a caller on the line. Let me. Caller, go ahead, you're live. Hey, what's going on, Roger? This is KJ. Hey, KJ. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. How, you got a question for our guest? Or no, comment? I just wanted to actually kind of actually comment on some stuff. Um, but first off, I would like to say hey to Tim because I do know him personally as well. And um, also, I don't know Lanelle or Wadey, but I also want to say hello to them as well. Hello, KJ. Um, <laughs> but uh, my... Um, just in everything that you all are talking about, especially Wadey talking about his job and all that kind of stuff, I'm kind of going through a situation like that myself where I actually just became um, unemployed through no fault of my own. But there were some signs and things like that to let me know uh, that it was possibly something going on. And uh, the funny thing is right before it happened, the weekend before it happened, um, I was very, very tense throughout that whole weekend. For some reason, I just there was just an energy around me that I couldn't shake. Um, going out with friends and being around them, couldn't be social, just kind of to myself, stuck in my shell, whatever. Um, but the funny thing is, uh, like when that Monday came, 
and it was time for me to go to work. You know, I was trying to put my game face on, get back in there, and try and turn the situation around. But for some reason, there was a voice that said to me that morning, what if you walk in this morning and your job is gone? Wow. And and I said, I'm just going to have peace. And so funny, as soon as I walked through the door, the owner of the company that I worked for pointed for me to go sit down with him. And so I already knew pretty much where the conversation was going to lead. And I have to say that I, I did have peace throughout that whole time. And I'm saying all of this to speak to the whole thing of meditation and prayer and all of that, because even though I was so tense throughout that weekend, I think that that was my meditation time, my time to kind of just go through what I need to go through, kind of understand the situation for what it was worth, and to just kind of, as you all said, listen and understand, like, how do you go forward? How do you move forward? And so, um, you know, that's basically the situation. You know, I was let go, um, and so I'm at a place where I'm actually, once again, looking for work. But through it all, I still have peace. And it's just something that I... um, I'm I'm just, you know, I'm walking on faith that everything is going to work out because, you know, of course, we all have our own financial obligations and things like that. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen, but because I have faith and because I believe in my connection with God, I know that he did not bring me this far to let me fall. Well, Amen. We definitely sense a positive energy out there for you, KJ. I'm sure that opportunity is a, the opportunity that you seek, that you truly seek, is, is waiting for you. I, I have no doubt about that. You're you're a brilliant brother. I've talked to you a couple of times, so I'm, I'm sure you'll be received in the manner that you're supposed to be. Absolutely, oh, yeah, definitely. I, I concur. But also, I was going to say. The funny thing in the whole situation was this job, I was actually only there. I'd I'd been working with them part-time for some time while I had my full-time job. And I was at a place of unhappiness with my full-time job at that time and wanted to make a transition but couldn't figure out how. Um, And so at any rate, uh, this other opportunity came along, and I decided to take it, knowing that there were a ton of risks associated with it, Um, because no one had ever done this position for this company before. It was a small business. Um, And, you know, like I said, and the salary that I was getting paid wasn't something that the owner was used to having to pay out or whatever the case may be. And so that's what it became more about, money on his end and not wanting to be able to have that, not having that obligation. Um, But I think that that transition for me going to the full-time job I had before to me going to this job, and though it was only a brief period of time, that was my way of being able to break free from the old full-time job to be able to move into something else, um, you know, because, you know, needing to be able to get things like unemployment and things like that, because with my old full-time job, there's no way they would have ever let me go because they liked me so much. So much. So I would have had to basically either quit or find a job, but of course, you know, when you're trying to find a job, it's hard sometimes to look for a job when you already have a job because, you know, going to interviews and different things like that right. can be time-consuming. And so when you have a job, that can also be a distraction. You've been listening to the Universal Mind of one of our first broadcasts, Benefits of Meditation and Prayer with Mr. Roderick Watkins. We want to thank our guest that actually, um, put, actually was uh, featured on that show. And I hope that you've enjoyed the show. You actually can archive this show in its entirety on demand. 
and actually also listen to the very first uh, broadcast, which actually went beyond our uh, 120 minutes this evening. Uh, just make sure you Google LoudmouthRadio.com, pull us up, friend us on your page. want to also thank our listeners for uh, tuning in each and every week with us and listening to us and supporting us. And this show has been sponsored again by Bright Car Spa at 360 Edgewood Avenue in Atlanta, Georgia. And the number to be reached is 404-913-4980. And they're offering all the listeners an opportunity to take advantage of a full detail for $60. Thank you, and make sure you tune in for the rest of the week on Loudmouth Radio. Have an awesome night. Um, lesson is that, you know, being making sure that I incorporate prayer and meditation even more into my life.